fake facts from the Geek Out Heroes. Real fake fact. Kyle Rittenhouse shot three black guys. Listeners, we have finally achieved the pinnacle of anti-racism to the point where we literally cannot see color. <laughs> <laughs> of any skin. And uh, if you're curious why I'm bringing that up, uh, no, Kyle Rittenhouse shot three white guys, killed two, one a rapist, child molester. Turns out that if you thought that it was black people he, uh, he, he shot and killed, uh, you're wrong. And if you're sitting there saying, well, if it was a black guy on the stand, this, uh, this would have, you know, the, the, he would have gotten the chair. Well, newsflash, a uh, similar case that was taking place in another state uh, where a black gentleman who was up for trial, who was found not guilty because he was defending himself and protecting his property. Turns out not guilty. So, huh, it's almost like when you when you defend yourself in this country, it's okay to do that with lethal force if necessary, depending on your state. <laughs> depending on your state. If you're in California, well, sorry, you're just going to just let them take everything anything they anything they want. If you're in Chicago, just just sue them later. Yeah, if you're in Chicago, just hope they shoot you and you can sue them for it later. Because, you know, that's going to work. Dumbest fucking mayor on the planet, swear to god. And if you disagree with this, listeners, that's fine. If you think that, you know, he should have gotten, uh, you know, he should have gotten a, a sentencing and should have been found guilty of some charge, you're welcome to think that, but you are blatantly ignoring all evidence by doing so. Twelve other people figured out, oh, yeah, it is self-defense. Maybe, maybe you should stop watching CNN. Maybe you should stop watching MSNBC, just saying. Maybe you should try going out, finding other news sources that are legitimately real and not things like the independent where it reports that he shot three black men. <laughs> Fucking unreal. <laughs> Society is just such damaged goods right now. It's just dumb. And it wasn't like, you know, preliminary information reporting. This was like today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Listeners, that, that's not even like a year ago. That's literally today. Somebody they, that was an article posted today. That said that shit. And I guess you have a, a bunch of uh, bot accounts on Twitter, like just yeah. trying to incite shit. I was like, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So much for Twitter making sure that they uh, protect everyone from misinformation, right? You can totally trust Twitter to not let you see misinformation. Listeners, do you see where we're going with this? Come on. Wake up. Time for you to become the real woke. The people who actually see the bullshit that's happening in this world. because. I live in a world where there is just all this insanity and people believing in it. And the majority of people around me don't. The majority of people around me are completely normal human beings. We don't, we, we, we don't see each other as, you know, you're instantly racist because you're white. We don't see each other as you're an, you're an evil person just because of your color. We, we don't accept that narrative of bullshit that's coming from the mass media. And we're, we're finding our, we, we, we live our lives. But when we hear about it, it's fucking just a, astonishing to us that there's anyone in this country that actually buys into this nonsense. Fucking Colin Kaepernick said that uh, the, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial proves, you know, that there's a system of white supremacy in this country. He shot three white guys. 
it's yeah. self-defense. What part of this are you not understanding? Of course, we sh we shouldn't think too much. You know, we shouldn't think that uh, Kaepernick should be too educated concerning. He still thinks that uh, the NFL combine is slavery. Right. Like, something that makes sure that you are in peak physical health in order to play a game for the rest of your lives and get multi-million dollar contracts. Also, on top of that, you have the option of leaving, going and choosing any career choice you want in life. I must have missed that part in slavery in history because fuck if I if I'd known that about like if I had known anything about that in slavery I probably wouldn't have felt so bad about what happened to people back then yeah you know, well, knowing did we know if I knew they got multi-million dollar contracts yeah it's not a slave trade it's, it's the draft yeah fuck I didn't realize that that was happening in Africa it was just the draft the NFL draft was taking place over there Listeners, that's the fucking nonsense that this asshole peddles. But the fucking woke out there wants you to believe this nonsense. They want you to buy into this guy's shit fuckery. He's a fucking con man. Just flat out a fucking con man. If you don't believe me, look up his NFL record and when he was actually benched compared to when he actually started taking a knee at the fucking national anthem. <laughs> yeah. He was benched long before that ever took place. Why? Because he sucked. Because people found out that the only reason why he was good on the field was because the brilliance that was coming from their coach. Yeah, this is coming from a 49ers fan. Listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, listeners, been a, been a 49ers fan since I was a child. 49ers were the first football team I had ever seen on TV, and I was blown away at what I was watching. Because it was Joe Montana. I'd never seen anything like this, and he was just awesome on the field. And watching yeah. him with Jerry Rice, holy shit. <laughs> like watching it was like watching magic and you had steve young come in god damn see so you have a similar reason for being a 49ers fan that i do to uh being a lions fan yeah like it, it's that it's that whole thing of like this is the first thing and listeners i lived in california at the time uh it, it's that whole thing of like you see something that's just mind-boggling to you you're like wow who is this yeah because yeah. mine was uh watching barry sanders yeah. i get that yeah and unfortunately, I'm too stupid to uh, <laughs> to move on, to move a on as am I, <laughs> but I don't watch the NFL anymore. So I just, you know, no, I don't I, I kind of initially I, I lost all love for it. Yeah, I, yeah. I do yeah. the same thing. I I casually check scores on game day I get it, yeah. and that's about it. But yeah. it's nice to know I'm not the only one that, you know, I, I make the joke of, you know, I wasn't assigned a team at birth because I was born in Idaho. So we don't have a team. Yeah kind of like a lot of people around here broncos fans because you know they were born here yeah it's nice to know i'm not the only one that saw another team and was like yeah those guys yeah yeah miles you, you used to watch the freaking broncos all the time uh my my first team was uh my first actual team was uh cowboys because evan smith uh, I oh i totally get that, that guy fucking god he was fast <laughs> It's a freight train. Uh, you know, he retired shortly after I had became a fan. And uh, so I yeah. started watching, you know, my my family were all Broncos fans. So I watched a lot of Broncos games. And that's when I noticed uh, Ed McCaffrey. I was like, mm. I fucking love this guy. I was like, he that catches guy, yeah, everything. I got to say, <laughs> I, yeah, I was going to say, everybody sits there and gives a whole lot of credit to Elway. Ed McCaffrey was magical. Yeah. That guy could catch anything. Yeah. But, you know, I, I liked Elway, uh, you know, not I was wasn't as big of a fan as as most people, but dude had a fucking arm. You know, I yeah, mean, his cannon. receivers constantly he said really he hard. throws the ball too fucking hard. Yep. <laughs> the uh, so listeners that that I know we're going on a little long with this whole thing, but the only reason why I'm bringing it up is just because 
I'm hoping you're seeing through the nonsense. I'm hoping you're seeing through the complete and utter bullshit that is taking place in social media. That's taking place even on YouTube. That's that's coming out of these, you know, com- coming from celebrities' mouths. Like they say things, and they are the most uneducated human beings on the planet because they don't know what's going on in the world. They actually have no clue what's happening, or even what they're speaking on, or what they're promoting. They just don't. They have no clue. If you ask them anything about what's going on, what what was going on in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, if you ask them anything about what what happens in uh, you know other states as to what they're dealing with, like you know voting rules and voting regulations, stuff like that, they have no clue. They they literally could not tell you one fucking fact. Mm. They would just make shit up. Yeah, you know, they latch on to anything that they hear and you know think it's gospel. Yeah, I. And here's the thing, let's just, I get it. Like when, when you're a younger and juvenile mind that happens all the time, but when you're an adult and this is happening and this is the way you think, Ooh, man, it's, it's a miracle. You even, you're even alive. This is, you know, one of the things where evolution has completely failed our species because we harbor the stupid and ignorant. And I'm not talking about people who are weak or people who are feeble. That's simple humanity. That's simple kindness. I'm talking about the people who have no information and they don't want to have any information. It's willful ignorance is the problem. Yep. Absolute willful ignorance. I'm hoping and the reason that again, listeners, the reason why I'm bringing this up is I'm hoping you're seeing through it and I'm hoping that you're wanting to get educated about things. You're wanting to educate yourself on things. You're wanting to get more information. If you want to get more information, get more information on the left, get more information on the right, get more information from centrists. Uh, I mean, if you want to know about some of the crazy shit that's been that's been happening uh, in even possible conspiracy land, uh, you know, Russell Brand is fantastic. Like that guy had a huge wake up call uh, a long, you know, a while back when he finally got got clean. And I applaud him on on his uh, his thought processes. Now, he doesn't just shoot off at the mouth on anything that he hears. He actually educates himself and, and wants to know more. And on top of that, he's willing to have an open conversation. I watched him have an open conversation with Ben Shapiro. They did not agree on a lot of things, but they had a perfectly civil conversation and it sounded educate, like educated yeah. on both sides. It wasn't like one, it wasn't just a one-sided deal. Like you mostly, most of the time you hear Ben Shapiro and he's like, you know, it's a completely one-sided argument because he knows all this information. The other person has no clue what they're saying, what they're saying. This was an infer- this was an instance where they both were very smart and they were both able to think out things logically and explain them to each other well. And it was well spoken. I sat there going, "Wait, like we're we're talking about a guy who's a comedian who went from saying some of the craziest stupid shit that I ever heard back in the day to somebody who actually sits there and says, "You know, I've I I've been talking to people, I listen to what they say and I and I give them my response." Yeah. And it's just a, it's a dynamic that our country really needs to get back to of, we used to hear each other out, not all the time, don't get me wrong, this, this is not like something that's, that's prevalent, but it's something where we need to start getting to, especially within government and everything like that, of listening to each other, listening to what each other has to say, and being able to point out the fallacies of one side over another. If somebody, if somebody on the right says something completely false, being able to point out that's not true. If somebody says, you know, on the left says something completely false, being able to point out that's not true without there being recourse of you being demonized for pointing out fact. We hope that's uh, something that's happening in your lives. We hope that that's something where people around you are getting that are getting to that point in their lives and you're able to have these good conversations with each other 
and have civil conversations with each other and not just immediately uh, cut each other off from Facebook or dead stop friendships over it. That's happened to me in the past uh, two years with a few people. Uh, it's happened with Miles. I know that. Uh, and uh, we're not just talking about people who have just stopped talking to us on on friend on like Facebook or uh, unfriended us. We're talking about people who legitimately said they never wanted to hear from us again. Okay. Wow. Do not attempt to adjust. Do not attempt to adjust. Do not attempt to adjust the frequency. There is nothing wrong with your streaming device. We are controlling the transmission. If we wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. If we wish to make it softer, we will tune it to a whisper. We control the hysterical. <laughs> we control the rational. Mm. Yes, Bright, I agree. Bright. Sit patiently, and we will control all that you hear. <laughs> we repeat, there is nothing wrong with your streaming device. You are about to participate in a great awakening. You are about to experience the truth and wonder reaching from the inner mind of... The Geek Out Heroes. Welcome to the Geek Out. I screwed up the fucking intro this week just because my <laughs> mouth won't fucking work. <laughs> Welcome to the Geek Out Heroes. This is Vargo. This is Josiah. And Miles. All right. And listeners, let's talk about some good news and uh, some really, 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 really good news. Uh, let's hope it actually picks up some traction and leads to something that actually needs to change. And that's with Activision and Blizzard. As you guys know, we have had a massive uh, hatred for Activision Blizzard. Not... Uh, the overall company and all the people that work on it, because there are plenty of people who are good people that work in that company, just like any company. There are plenty of people that work in a company that are good. Uh, it's their leadership and the uh, really the detrimental uh, policies that their leadership have had and the things that they've just kind of looked away from and just, you know, oh, we'll just look the other way and the problem will go away, that kind of thing. And uh, Activision's had this problem for a long time, and it's not just been with their customers, it's been with their own employees. And recently there was a petition that went out in their company and over a thousand employees signed it to try and get Bobby Kotick out of the CEO position at Activision. And I got to say, that would be absolutely fantastic. Listeners, I am not a big, I'm not a big fan of cancel culture, not a big fan of canceling somebody, but when it is somebody this Inept. fucking inept and just absolutely just out out to out to get theirs out to make their out, out to get whatever they want out of life no matter the cost to somebody else that person needs to go that person is not a good leader that person doesn't care about the people that work for them and doesn't care about the company itself they just care about themselves and that's been pretty evident with all the decisions that he's made over the past several years the amount of you know uh instigating possible buybacks that all they did was just increase the amount of uh, money that he got from his own stocks uh the amount of things that he's done against his own employees from firing uh you know th at this point thousands of employees who even were successful 
uh, developers on successful titles and just getting rid of them because, oh, well, it makes our pocket look better and it makes the money or it seems like the company made more money than it actually did year after year. And they've done that over and over again, listeners. And that's one of the things that even the the investors were all looking at trying to get rid of him because they sat there going, look, this guy's lying to us. He's blatantly using the system for his own means and we shouldn't we shouldn't put up with this anymore and unfortunately they didn't get enough votes to prevent him from i mean just barely but didn't get enough votes to prevent him from getting his 155 million dollar bonus yeah uh you know comp what they call a compensation package uh which is complete fucking nonsense the guy may especially when you hear the guy makes 120 million dollars a year and has been for a long time i think they said over a decade now uh, so you, you, you hear he's been making $120 million a year and then he gets a $150 million compensation package. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. After, what after the fuck? just denying him his, his, uh, pay raise ask, was it last year, year before? Yeah. The year before yeah. you, you had that. And then they had the recent news that came forward that the, that said that he was going to be taking a pay cut, massive pay cut. Sorry, listeners. I don't have my, my notes from that, but, uh, we talked about it on the podcast a while back and while that was a sort of win, it wasn't the greatest thing in the world. And I pointed out, they just need to get him and they need to get their entire HR department out of there. Uh, the HR department failed their people, their, their management failed, obviously. And my dog is losing his shit. <laughs> I love that dog so much. He's just such a pain in the butt sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's just, uh, you hear about all the things that he did and while nothing that he's done is illegal, it all is very shady and, and immoral. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, dude's a snake. the rest of us would just, yeah, I, he he's absolutely that he's, he's a snake. So if, if this petition leads to anything of them getting rid of him and getting rid of the management that's failed their teams, the HR department, I, again, the HR department needs to go. Uh, they're the ones that they're the biggest failures. And this is true for a lot of companies, listeners, HR, the majority, the majority of HR are not there to help you. They're there to make sure that they protect the company from you. And if you're an HR, I'm sorry, but it's true. The majority of HR departments in, in almost every company are designed there to protect the company and not their employees. It's, it's not supposed to be that way. It's supposed to be the intermediary of between what what the employees needs are and what they can help uh, the management to understand yeah. and to to help the employees when they have problems. That's yeah, what essentially it's, it's that's supposed what, to be a union rep without being a union. Exactly. That's that's why they're called human resources. Yeah. <laughs> but they're they're not. I mean, you you should be looking at it as humane resources, not just human resources. Humane resources, and they're not being that, especially in these larger companies. So, when you hear about the stories that are that have been coming out out of Activision Blizzard, none of it should be surprising. As shocking as they are at this point, none of them should be surprising because when you hear an HR department failed again, just look at what happened with Ubisoft. Another failed instance HR department that was fucking sleeping with the enemy essentially failed failed the employees because they didn't want to bring it up because they they fear losing their own job or because they're in a relationship with someone who's in the higher up like that that shit's fucking nonsense yeah you can't have a, a fucking mediator that's going to have a conflict of interest 
absolutely. You, know, you can't have that with lawyers. Why the fuck are you allowed to have it with HR departments? Yeah. When they are your representation inside the company. So, I yeah, if 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 Bobby gets pulled best fucking month ever. Right. <laughs> I did have a, a small glimmer of hope when I saw rumors of uh, Xbox and Sony uh, pulling uh, Call of Duty Vanguard from their, their storefronts. Uh, but apparently nothing's really happened with that. <laughs> yeah, the there the so I read about that. That was a possible rumor. The thing that was actually was said was from Phil Spencer and Phil Spencer, at least at uh, on Microsoft. And I know this for sure. Yeah. He said that they're reevaluating their relationship with Activision yeah. at the moment, uh, which listeners that could mean good things. I'm hoping that given what Sony had, because evidently Sony has made has had made a similar statement. I'm hoping that given what they have both said and the amount of rocky uh, terrain that Activision Blizzard is now navigating between what's been going on with, uh, you know, faulty ports of their games like Warcraft Reforged, Diablo 2, Resurrection, uh, issues that they've had over those. And then this whole debacle that these two companies are, are able to have enough sway to get either the board or the uh, investors to be able to get rid of that guy and start making some real changes in that company and, uh, and good changes. And listeners, I know you might be sitting there going, well, what if they're all woke changes? Well, if that's what the company wants, that's what the company wants. That's what their employees want. That's what their employees wants. But the biggest thing here is that their employees need to be treated as, as people and not, not essentially slave labor and, just people that can be abused and used by management whenever they fucking want, just because it's, you know, a whim passing through someone's mind. Hey listeners. So I have an update on this. Unfortunately, it looks like more than likely that Sony and Microsoft are just kind of saying PR nonsense to say that, Oh, we're trying to support the uh, employees. But in reality, what's actually taking place is that they said, Oh, we're going to remove the game from a feature or, you know, the latest call of duty from our featured page. That's nothing. It's still in the storefront unless you can actually cause Activision to actively lose money. That's the only way this will change. That's the only way their board will actually say, we need to get this guy the fuck out of here. We need to change things up because the only way that a company actually does anything is when they see that it's financially hurtful to them. And we've proven that over and over again. So in all honesty, at this point, boycotting, only way to do it. Honestly, that's the only way that it'll ever, ever change is when the board starts realizing with all the pressure they're under right now, if the board start realizing they're not going to make a goddamn dime with this asshole in charge. That's that's the only way it's going to work. Sorry, that's that's it. Uh, as for Sony and Microsoft, they both made statements. And while they're nice statements at the same time, they unless they back it up by financially trying to make sure that Activision is not making money off of them, it's not going to change. The board's just going to see it as, well, it's just a hiccup. We'll keep them in so long as we're still making millions of dollars. It doesn't matter. And many of their investors will see things the same way. The only other alternative that we have for this listeners is that hopefully Activision takes a big enough dip in the stock market that they turn around and actually realize, oh, this is actually costing us money this way. And we need to get rid of this guy because it's actually you know, adversely affecting us because like we've said in the past, the majority of the stock market is really manipulated by word of mouth alone. And if word of mouth says Bobby Kotick bad, Activision Blizzard bad as a result, then the board and the uh, investors might actually do something about this. But 
again, it's going to take something financially. And unfortunately, the things that we're seeing from Microsoft and Sony seem more like virtue signaling than actually trying to push things forward. Unless there's now I'm having to interrupt myself from interrupting the podcast. Uh, more things keep coming out and keep, you know, just Activision is just digging themselves a fucking hole at this point even more because they just won't do what's necessary and their board won't do what's necessary. Uh, Bobby Kotick has come out and said that uh, if he can't take care of this problem fast enough, then he will consider stepping down. Consider stepping down. Uh, dude, you've been there for 30 years. 30 years is not fast enough. See what I'm saying, listeners? 30 years? You can only imagine what this was like 30 years ago. I'm sure it wasn't any better. I'm sure it was far worse. Just, it's unbelievable the gall and just arrogance of this asshole. And now on top of that, the actions that Activision's taking uh, to try and make sure they do the right thing is being controlled by two people on the board. They're going to oversee it. This is just a fucking farce. It's all just fucking pandering to try and get everybody else to calm down so their stock goes up. They don't give a shit about their employees. They don't give a shit about their customers. They don't give a shit about anybody other than what they're making from the almighty dollar. That's all that drives them. So that's exactly why they're trying to placate everyone by saying, oh, we're trying to take care of the issue. Here's a message to the board. All of you assholes who are calling the shots out there and are coming up with these ridiculous fucking systems and saying, hey, you know what? Let's just create another HR department and uh, this committee will fix everything. It's another HR department. And as we all know, HR departments are strictly designed to save the company from the employees. It's there to protect the company, not the people. So what are you guys doing? If you're not going to fix anything, just sack up, sack up and admit to it. Admit to the fact that fuck you. We don't want to do anything. Everything's fine. All business as usual. We're going to go back to our fucking douchebag attitude of treating our employees like shit. Like we always have. We're not going to try and make our employees lives better because we don't give a shit about them. That's what you want to say. Activision. Just say it. Just go out and say it. Fuck. Seriously, what the fuck kind of like what the fuck kind of business are you running when that's when that shit's just not, not being checked? They don't do anything about it. Yeah. And the people who who do it are if they get enough complaints, instead of them being just fucking let go, they're promoted and moved to another department. Like what the fuck? Right. Like, talk about failing uphill. That there's forced Gump levels of failing uphill, and he's lovable and a good person. Uh, and then there's piece of shit failing uphill and you just sit there and go, how does somebody like this even, how, how are they even functioning in society? How is this even allowed to happen? But, you know, when you come across the amount of people who get into management and shouldn't be in management uh, that I have, then you might have a better understanding. I don't know. Moving on to other things. Uh, Sifu, which is a game that was coming out on the PlayStation and on PC. Uh, it looked interesting. It seems kind of like it's going to be more like a roguelike because of the uh, respawn, like death and respawn system. It's the martial arts one where the guy goes through and just keeps kind of, you know, fighting enemies. And if an enemy, enemy takes him down, then he comes back and uh, he's supposed to be like older and wiser and a better fighter. The more you die, the faster you age. Yeah. Uh, which I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm probably going to be able to make, like maybe get a maximum of 20 minutes out of that game. Um, <laughs> for my character just fucking dies, kicks the button, kicks the bucket. And I have to start it comes over. Down to how tough the combat is. If it's yeah, it really does. Reasonable, then you know, it shouldn't be too bad. But, but that has been moved up from its uh, release date. 
because it's trying to get the fuck out of the way of Elden Ring. And uh, that is completely understandable. I'm sure fans who are looking forward to playing it are really excited for the fact that it's been moved up and it's scheduled for release. Hopefully this isn't causing more stress for the developers and they're able to continue to make a good product. But it was probably for the best that they all went, yeah, let's uh, let's let's either come out with it afterwards or before. We probably prefer before. That way we can try and get as many people playing our game before they move on to Elden Ring. But speaking of Elden Ring, uh, I keep seeing demos and more and more people talking about it, listeners. And the more and more I hear other other people that I follow talk about it, and even some of the ones that I listen that I that I watch that hated Dark Souls, who are absolutely in fucking love with Elden Ring. I I sit there and go, God damn, am I going to end up wanting to buy Elden Ring and play it? And I already do want to. I already do want to buy it and play it. I've been seeing a lot of. And the I'm same, awful at Dark Souls. I've been seeing a lot of the same <laughs> things. And uh, yeah. the more I see of it, the more I'm convinced I'm going to end up getting this game. <laughs> we, we are going to be the biggest fucking hypocrites yep. for buying this you game. Poor souls. <laughs> <laughs> What's really funny is like, I, I'm, I'm going to laugh if it's, if it's something that I can actually end up playing. And if I go, go miles, you actually, you could probably play this because you're usually better at games than I am. And if it's one of those things where I, I end up saying I can play this, then I'm sure you'll probably go, maybe I'll try it out. You know, there's <laughs> one thing that'll really seal it for me is if it's got co-op to it. A genuine co-op? Yeah, like an yeah. actual co-op to it. Then I I know for sure if you get it, I will. Because, you know, recording yeah. the two of us I playing some it. looking and, into the co-op. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not going to be co-op progression. So whatever missions, quests, whatever you do is only yeah. pertinent to that person's world. Okay, and you have to essentially summon in another player. Uh, in order to do that, you basically have to like put down a message of, uh, somewhere in the in the game, and they use that to summon you in. Okay, and while you can apparently join other people's games as soon as you start the game, essentially, uh, it takes a while and materials for you to have what you need to be able to summon somebody. All right. So it's not, they, 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 they say it's going to be easier than in the previous souls games, but it's still not going to be like drop in, drop out or co-op okay. progression. Gotcha. Either way. I think if both of us get it, we should record us playing it and post it somewhere because I think the, the amount of rage coming under the two of us would be fucking hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. I might, I, I might not actually get that mad at it, depending on how my outlook is on it. Because if my outlook is uh, is already at the point where I, I, I was dead to begin with, <laughs> like I had no chance, then maybe I might not be bad. I don't know. Well, <laughs> I didn't have a chance to begin with, so I'll be fine. Judging on the <laughs> the gameplay that I've seen, I'm gonna want to play a caster of some sort. So oh, yeah. you know, I'm gonna be getting pissed. Yeah, the magic, <laughs> the magic system looks badass. <laughs> Uh, and watching other people talk about how the magic system, the magic system apparently is, is better than the, uh, so like listeners going back to last week where I talked about like, you know, where I said, there's somebody listening to this going, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You were right. <laughs> I don't, I still don't care that I don't know what I was talking about uh, when it came to that. But at the same time, I did decide to look up uh, how the magic system works a little bit more. And it's a little more, uh, a little more closely related to uh, demon souls instead of dark souls where uh, the magic actually made things a little easier for gamers. And uh, if that's the case, then that's awesome. Uh, like, I, I appreciate that because uh, 
not necessarily adding in easy mode listeners or making things overall easier. It's just the idea of the fact of the game should be playable from all angles, in my opinion. And you should be able to the the point of a FromSoft game. This was actually pointed out, and this is not this is a this is not my my quote. This is from uh, SkillUp. Is he pointed out that the the point of a, of a FromSoft game is to play the game and to enjoy the story and enjoy the world that it is there that's in it, not to uh, right. not necessarily to <laughs> not necessarily to absolutely get obliterated every time you play it. And uh, you know, while some people might make the uh, statement of well if that's true then the game should have an easy mode uh that's not really the argument he's making the argument he's making is that you should be able to adapt and play have a or have a different kind of play style than everyone else who plays the game just to be able to so you can actually enjoy the game um it shouldn't be something where everybody has to have a claymore in order to win everybody has to have an arch you know you have to have an archer in order to win that kind of thing it should be one of those things of you can you can choose your play style, choose your kind of character, and be able to play it how you want to play it. So I get that, and I respect that, and I think that that's uh, if that's where they're heading uh, towards this and and getting back to a more traditional thing, you know, way of things. Because the thing that was that Demon Souls was always kind of knocked down on apparently was the fact that its magic system made things too easy, and so in Dark Souls, that's why you ended up with like an unforgiving magic system that was kind of pointless, and you couldn't actually play as a ma- as a magic character very well unless you absolutely knew exactly what you were doing for that character and knew how to play it. But if you were a noob, you know, the game doesn't explain any of that stuff to you. It doesn't explain how you should properly play this. You'd have to know, you'd have to play through it several times in order to figure that out. Yeah, I remember jumping into one of them. I was like, all right, went in melee, got my ass handed to me. I'm like, maybe I should play distance. You run out of arrows. Ran out of arrows. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, I'll just... I'll remove arrows. I'll just go with mana because surely that regenerates, right? Nope. Right now, that too. Like, well, fuck this game. Yeah, that creates a limiting factor of like, oh, well, I can't play this then because I can't play how I want to play because you've made it too unforgiving. And uh, yeah, yeah, if that's the case and I like the thing I would really appreciate is if there could be a demo. I would like to play a demo of the game. And this goes out to from software. I would, I would really like to play a demo of your game to know if it's something that I can actually play. If it's something that I actually want to get into, because I've told the guys like I, I can actually play uh, bloodborne. It's a better, in my opinion, bloodborne's got a better combat system. It's got a better health system. Uh, everything about it is in, in the solicitors. Keep in mind, this is a person that can't play D that can't play dark souls, but I can play bloodborne. So that's how I how I see it. It's a better game if I can play it, <laughs> and I can play it legitimately. The only problem I had with Bloodborne was the fact that like I got through the first main like the first main boss, and then after that I didn't really know where to go. Like there's not there's nothing really in Bloodborne that guides you on like, hey, go here, go here, go here. It's it's all kind of trial and error unless you follow a guide. And I at the time didn't have any guides, so and no one else wanted to play with me. And I went well, well, I guess I'm just not not gonna play this now. <laughs> because I can't figure out what I'm supposed to do. And I've been watching a playthrough uh, of it recently and going, man, no wonder I couldn't figure out where the fuck to go. (laughs) Jesus Christ. There are some things in those games where I'm just like, how the fuck did it? Like, it's those moments of destiny where you're like, how the fuck did anybody figure this out? How did anyone figure this out? This is bullshit. (laughs) There's always some kind of gamer out there. There's a goddamn genius that just sees everything as a puzzle or sees everything as like a way 
to to learn and, and uh, figure you know figure out how to get around in the world. I mean, that's they just explore and or or try different things out, and that's how they get to it. And you're like, well, oh, yeah. I'm glad you're you're able to do this, and I'm not. <laughs> I explore the shit out of games and and constantly try to break them doing stuff I'm not supposed to do. And I still have that same reaction. Like, how did anybody figure this shit out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, and that Elden Ring will definitely have that stuff in there. That's, and that's one of the biggest like draws to it is that open world. Like I want to go there. Yeah. I want to go there. I want to try this out and stuff like that. And, you know, finding, you know, op- or finding secret dungeons that you, you never thought were there. And like, I was watching uh, one guy play through and he, he goes, because sometimes you can play it a little, too, you know, a little too, I think it was from skill up too. And he goes, you can play it a little too thoroughly. And he jumped into a hole and died. I was like, I was like, yeah, that would be me. I'd be, I'd be trying every fucking hole in every area that doesn't look like you're supposed to go there because that happens in their games where suddenly you drop down. Now you're in a cave. Oh shit. I'm actually in an, in a, in a different area. Yeah, it was how many games have, you know, hidden boss fights like that, right? You have to jump into this random hole in the in the floor on, you know, the third floor of whatever to get to this random ass boss fight. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think we all do that. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's it's something that I do in other games where I'm like, all right, well, can I go here? Can I go there? Uh, Is there a way I can break the game? But uh or is there something I can find if I if I go over here? And it's while sometimes it pays off, other times you end up in a situation where you've broken the game. And I've done that many times in the Ubisoft game for my own uh, exploration of breaking the game. And then other times where Ubisoft games just break on me and don't want me to play anymore. Um, <laughs> and it's not my fault. When that happens, that's their fault because of bad coding. When an NPC gets stuck inside of a wall and I can't get to them and they're required for progression, that's their fault. <laughs> I didn't do that. That's them. When when I jump off of a uh, off of a statue into an area that looks like I can go there, and it's just empty space, and I end up falling through the world and looking up from infinite, you know, draw, you know, infinitely dropping. That's my fault. I can I just go to an earlier save. <laughs> I just think it's funny. The more and more times I hear about people talking about it, and I see it, I'm like, man, I I actually kind of want to try this out. So I hope there's a demo in the future that I can actually try out. And any of us can try out and go, okay, I might want to play this. Yeah. Even if it takes me 30 years to beat it. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, if, uh, if you end up getting it, I'll get it. And right. we can both come on the gas and tell everybody what <laughs> giant hypocrites we are. How terrible we are and how much we're hypocrites. I mean, I've done it before. I had to do it when I bought uh squadrons. Yep. So, uh, so interesting news from, uh, and I probably should have talked about this earlier since we talked about call or talked about call of duty and Activision. Uh, but <clears throat> call of duty is introducing a perma ban, um, from their, uh, anti-cheat, uh, guys who are trying to look at perm- permanently banning, uh, accounts and not just accounts, but like the people who own them from past few or present and future games. Don't know how that system is going to work. I'm curious as to how many people they're going to accident accidentally ban uh, that'll have to be challenged because that always seems to happen with any kind of system they put into place. You always have people, who, a group of people who get banned for no freaking reason. And, you know, hopefully that that stuff, if that happens, that gets resolved quickly because we all know what happened with Bethesda's side of things where some of that stuff took months and, uh, you know, for, for people to get, re, you know, their accounts resolved and be able to play uh fallout 76 
Um, and other people just got permanently banned forever because they, you know, there was that one guy that literally accidentally found the div room and was banned for it. So, yeah, wasn't it? He didn't even take anything out of it. He just walked in and was like, oh, shit, I'm in, not supposed to be here. Yeah, walked in, took some photos, figured out how, how it was done. And because he figured out how, how he did it, he was banned. Like, okay. Yeah, I, I'm never really confident in any kind of idea of we're going to be able to pan, ban people and permanently ban them because there's always been that act. That, there's always been that kind of thing of like, well, they could just create another account. So I don't know how they're going to stop that from happening. Speaking of trying new things out, Ubisoft has, uh, well, not really trying new things out, trying new, trying old things out that are new to them because they're really late to the party, apparently. Uh, Ubisoft is going to be trying... Um, to introduce more live services as the same with all of their titles, really they're focusing more and more on the online. Yeah. And that's what they um, want to push towards doing for pretty much everything. Far cry splinter. Cell, yeah. And that's what I'm getting at whatever. is that, you know, they've done that with, they've done it. They, they made the division for it. They designed uh, the new, you know, all of ghost recon has turned into that. Yeah. And uh, now they're moving on to trying it for uh, far cry. And um, I guess that's better than just recycling the same old shit that you've been doing since Far Cry 3. Because um, to me, that's all you've made is you've made Far Cry 3. One, three two, more times. Yeah, three more times. Yeah, just put in different places. Yeah. You know, and it's funny, we bitch about, you know, the the whole remaster thing. But I think a game that I would definitely buy is if they redid the first two. I don't know if they can because the first one was done by Crytek. It's a weird, it's a weird, like the whole was, licensing thing is strange to me. I was going to say, cause I really, Cause really make, enjoyed the first yeah, one. They didn't make far cry. I don't know how they got the licensing. Whether Maybe they were just the publisher on it. Maybe that's why. Maybe. I don't know if they redid the first two. I, I'd, I'd buy those in a heartbeat. I, I wouldn't. Cause the first, the, the second one was buggy as shit. It was still fun, though. If, if they were I, able I to fix it, I, I loved the second one if they could actually fucking fix it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's what I was saying. Like, it but was it's buggy Ubisoft. as hell, but I had fun so, with it. Won't happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Um, so, yeah, I, I just don't I don't see any reason why to move or like why they're moving on to, to live services other than the fact that they don't know what to do with their their titles and uh, don't know where to take them. Less uh, Assassin's Creed is. Yeah, Assassin's Creed is moving on to what Assassin's Creed Infinite? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Probably something like that. I was like, man, you guys are just you, you don't know where to go. You have no idea where to go. Uh and uh I coming from a studio that can't coming from a studio that can't fix their games to to continue on this route and go into uh charted uh, technically charted territory that they've already been through on other areas that haven't been overly successful. In my opinion, they consider them successes because later on they get more players and more and more people play them, but they never make the sales that they're looking for initially. And, uh, their live services don't keep, don't retain players as well as they did as, as other, as other games out there. Because they don't have as many offerings for them, I think. Uh, go, I think the latest Ghost Recon is probably the greatest success they've had, considering uh, they keep dropping new content for it and people keep coming back to that. Um, but yeah, I still you haven't know, you look, finished the actual story. Yeah, you look, but you look at the, the division, 
and you haven't heard about content drops for that. You haven't really heard much of it since it's, you know, since the division two uh, had their second de- or their second DLC drop. Uh, they, they churned out uh, a few different locations um, that are basically just like mission locations. Yeah. Uh, outside of the normal map. And of course, uh, some more of the dark zone nonsense. Yeah. They churned that out actually kind of quick, uh, like within the first year or two of the game. And then then nothing I've heard uh, since then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's been radio silence. Like, they, yeah. they just they did all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, it just radio silence. And it was uh, like, I don't know if it was because of the lack of players or if it was just the fact that Probably. they just didn't plan any extra content. I would assume it's because of lack of players. Yeah. Um, but Ghost Recon apparently has been able to maintain enough players, enough a big enough player base, on, especially on the latest one, for them to continue to drop new stuff. And uh, whether or not people are enjoying that is to the you know up to the eye of the beholder but you guys keep playing it so they're going to keep making whatever they're making right and perhaps that's what they're hoping for with their next games with with far cry i've said it before i mean ubisoft is not even close to what it used to be back you know black flag era and prior um you know they've they kind of hit the it's not even i don't really want to call it a sweet spot they hit the sweet spot though of making games that are fun enough to be passable and yeah. almost nothing more now. And they, they are perfectly content with that mediocrity because they keep churning out the same shit. Yeah. You know, and people like myself will continue to play it because it's at least that point of passable fun. Yeah. So I mean, I you just know, don't pay full price. Anymore. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, say like, say what you want about uh devolver. Um, I'm not a fan of the studio listeners and that's mostly just on a personal level. Like what the, like what the leadership there have done and said, they were big hypocrites a, a while back and uh, it drove me nuts and it still drives me nuts, but they make some damn good games. I will openly admit that they, they do make some damn good games and they try new things. Whereas, and it's kind of strange coming from a company that's so fucking weird and uh, tries to pretend like they're they're on the outside looking in, even though they're they're exactly like every other uh, developer and publisher out there. But and I'm saying, and I'm listeners, I'm talking about like their policy towards their employees and stuff like that, and how they treat and how they treat their own employees. They're they're pretty much exactly the same way. Uh, just look at what happened with their intern program, um, <laughs> but. Uh, they're still innovating. They're still, they're not letting the whole, uh, the odd part about it is this, that they're still able to create new things, create new IPs, create interesting IPs, and they're not being pigeonholed into, we only make this like what Ubisoft is in, which is strange because they're both independent. They're both independent developers, right? So uh, at least last I checked, Devolver is not owned by anyone yet. So it's strange to see a you know when independent company like ubisoft becomes so large that they decide to only make certain types of games and they shun like they and you know they end up shunning old you know staple franchises like splinter cell which apparently supposedly uh there's tons of rumors saying oh they're making another splinter cell uh we've been hearing that for the last several years and i still haven't seen it so i'll believe it when i see it um, well, if they do at this point, I think it'll just be a Splinter Cell themed division. Probably, it'll probably be just a, a division mission surrounding Splinter Cell, like they did with the Ghost Recon. Uh, 
yeah, I, it's just it's really kind of odd to watch how certain companies react or how certain companies grow and change and how some companies say, well, we're still small enough that we don't get pigeonholed. We can make whatever we want. Whereas Ubisoft now or now they're just kind of turning in, they're turning into the juggernaut of like, oh, well, we only make Assassin's Creed. We only make uh, Ghost Recon and Far Cry. And it's the same fucking games over and over again. But, you know, like you said, they're completely content with making mediocre, like mediocre copies of their previous titles. It's kind of strange. Anyways, uh, I was just listeners. I was just bringing that up as a statement. If any of the guys want to interject any of their own information, they're, they're free to do so. It was just kind of, so I was really looking forward to, uh, I was literally looking forward to uh, when they announced doing uh, beyond good and evil. And, you know, some yeah. of the stuff that they had showed off for that. I'm like, all right, this is something kind of technically new. <laughs> yeah. You know, outside of the normal forum. And then we've heard fucking nothing since. <laughs> yeah. Well, the guy who is making it left. Yeah. The guy who is the what's really funny is the guy who, who worked on the first one was coming had come back to work on the second one. There were there's this big fucking. Uh, celebration of for the fact that he was back and all this stuff and they were showing off they showed off things at, at e3 and we saw this whole you know on-screen demo where he talked about like the gonna be co-op uh, there's gonna be co-op and all this stuff and how they were gonna do a co-op beta test and that never came about and then all of a sudden he just leaves and we're like all right so i'm assuming this game is either in development hell or is just not gonna be made yeah i'm just going straight with they're not gonna make it anymore and they haven't made the announcement yet right Cause I mean, I was pretty excited, you know, I, I never played the first one, but I know a bunch of people that did and, you know, we're looking forward to the sequel. And, yeah. You know, I was excited for, you know, those people. Right. And yeah, we're like what three, four years out from their announcement with nothing. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just assuming that since it's not Assassin's Creed or Ghost Recon, they're not, they're not bothering with it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On their, on their own site, their last update, was in July of 2020. Yeah, it's not really looking good. And the tidbits of information that we do get on it are not promising. Nothing to really celebrate. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, speaking of games that were in development, hell, uh, Halo Infinite, uh, we found out a long time ago that was in kind of a development hell and they were having issues where they had restarted the game, restarted entire uh, the, the entire process of making the game when they especially when they switched engines. Um, and create an entire new engine just for this game, but uh, Halo Infinite multiplayer came out and uh, just dropped randomly, and it still says it's beta, but it's the you know it's basically the official release. They're still going to be fixing stuff and and trying things out, but it released early, and a lot of people are really enjoying it. Josiah was playing it last night and was really enjoying getting his ass handed to him, and the amount of people who keep taking warthogs and driving them off the goddamn cliffs with them. It- um. Every time it was just tell them in the ways, man. I, I don't know the name of the map, but they have the warthog pointed right at a cliff. Just go. And it looks like it's going to connect to something, but you drive off and it's just a straight drop. Yeah. There's no fuck it. They're just having <laughs> flashbacks of uh, escaping the uh, explosions. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. That's exactly what it is. They're just like, oh, God, PTSD from uh, from old Halo games. Um must go faster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Halo Infinite is getting, you know, rave, not, you know, the, not the official release, but the multiplayer is getting rave reviews, uh, really from a lot of people and saying that, you know, it's being, 
it's being touted as the you know the competitive multiplayer that's going to be i guess the a lot of people are comparing it to um if for how big it's going to become comparatively to uh what's the, what was the one from uh from blizzard um overwatch yeah so people are saying you know it's going to be as big as overwatch when it comes to competition and stuff like that and while halo has always had big competitions the they're saying that a lot of people are saying it's going to take uh, much more of a center stage when it comes to uh, esports and stuff like that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that how that evolves. I haven't played it yet, yet, listeners. I know I'm a Halo fan. I should have already played it by now, but I haven't played it yet. I'm going to try and jump in on it this weekend and see how it is. See if I like it. See if I like the gameplay. I'm mostly looking forward to the campaign, which a lot of people have talked about. They've played. Uh, there are a few people out there that have played multiple hours of the campaign and have said that it is worlds different from what we saw initially with Craig. And uh, that is really good to hear. Also, his uh, his new model looks really good. Oh, yeah. The 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 latest trailers are looking fantastic. The graphical uh, fixes that they made are looking just chef's kiss. So I'm looking forward to playing it. I'm hoping it's going to be good. I'm hoping that any of my uh, concerns with the uh, the mission design uh, are addressed and are, are unfounded. So here, here's hoping for the best for that. Uh, I'm going to try and have some optimism for it <laughs> because I miss having optimism for my games. And uh, I really want to see it as something that's going to be good. Well, I'll counter that by saying I'm a little concerned that the uh, co-op campaign isn't going to be available until May. Yeah, uh, I thought they said <laughs> February. The Forge mode. No, last thing I heard, May 2022. Too. Yeah, that's if if it's that late, goddamn. That's yeah, that's a uh, massive jump from release for instigating, you know, and it, uh, for implementing uh, co-op. Yeah, especially since the uh, the campaign is supposedly going to release in December. I'm saying supposedly, listeners, because I still I still think it's going to be delayed, but that's just me. Yeah, because uh, it's supposed to be out in like two weeks. Uh, yeah. December eighth. Yeah, yeah. So roughly two, about two yeah, weeks. Two weeks. Um, so since I'm the two, one that weeks. that's spent the most time with it, I it, it's a lot of fun. The multiplayer is a fucking blast. Yeah, I don't play multiplayer uh, multiplayer games anymore. Um, but this one it feels kind of like four and reach multiplayer wise, which okay. I think were the best ones multiplayer my my personal multiplayer favorite still too but that's that's but I fair get it. Re- but reach was fantastic regardless so. yeah um my big concerns are uh how aggressive the microtransactions are because holy shit this is like ea level microtransactions yeah a lot of people have been saying that like the and, and you were talking about this to with me on it and i was like is it like and i tried to i tried to approach it with like uh is it being uh, over exaggerated kind of thing? Like when, when I was talking about the pricing and stuff like that, and you were telling me how much things cost. And I was like, wow, that's really high. Yeah. And like to have a pseudo armor, that's nothing more than a cosmetic gives you no benefits whatsoever. Listeners. Now, granted, we don't want benefits from, from that stuff. I want to squash that right now because paying for benefits is fucking l- ridiculous for any game. Yeah. Pay to uh, win is an instant no go for me. Yeah. So, so if that, in, if that gets introduced, you can count me the fuck out. 
But the thing that we've seen is, you know, suits of armor for $10 and there's one that's like 20 bucks. Yeah. And it's, it's a bundle. So you get, what was it? It's a helmet, a visor color, a helmet attachment, shoulder plates, kneecaps, and um, a couple of emblems. And yeah. uh, here's the thing that annoys me is uh, your paint schemes. Um, you you don't have to buy them. Obviously, you can unlock a lot of things. Yeah. But your your paint is locked under. They have things called armor cores. So you right now you have three sets. You have the one that they give you. They you unlock one. Your second level into the battle pass. And small tangent, I don't mind battle passes, especially the way they set theirs up. They said that they don't ever expire. Okay. You can only play one at a time, but they never expire. Okay. So if you have one roll over into the next, it'll finish. Yes. So okay. if so, season, so it's not like a it's not like a season pass of like. Uh, like destiny where that you literally, you literally lose out if you don't finish it. Yeah. It's if you finish, you can, you can finish the first one. Cause the first season is heroes of reach. Okay. And there, there's a hundred levels and it takes like a thousand XP to get from one level to the next, which is roughly 10 games. Yeah. But, um, if you don't finish season one by the time season two rolls out, you can either continue playing season one or start season two and then finish season two and then go back to one. Okay. So it's not like you're losing out on anything if you switch seasons. Gotcha. So that's why that's one reason I bought it because I know I'm going to be playing this a lot so yeah. I can always, you know, go back to it. Um, And then the third set of armor is for their samurai event. Okay. That's coming up, I think, on Monday. I don't remember what it's called, but you can't take pieces of armor and move them in between cores. What do you mean? You can't mix and match? No, you can't mix and match as much, and I think that's really fucking stupid. Gotcha. Okay. Um, But some of your paint schemes are also locked onto certain cores of armor. All right. And it's really fucking stupid. <laughs> um. Because, I mean, Halo used to be, you if you unlocked some armor, you could use it for whatever. In this one, it's, yeah, like I said, you have your Mark Seven core, the one that you get from uh, the season, and then the Samurai one, which is still locked. Yeah. But it's really frustrating because, you know, when they were showing off the videos for it, it was, you know, oh, you can mix and match armor, and you can color individual plates of armor, however, and maybe they'll do that for full release. I don't know. Okay. But as of right now, customization is kind of shitty. There's like 10 emblems to work with. And I don't know. It's not like old Halo where you could really make yourself unique, which was a lot of the fun for multiplayer. Okay. Uh, The game itself actually plays pretty well. But my biggest gripe, and I brought this up before, is they changed it. So when you're the flag carrier or you're running the oddball, it's no longer a one hit kill. Yeah, you can't. You can't uh, melee as well. No, you can melee, but it no, still what takes... I'm saying is like you can't melee as well as you used to. Like you, you used to melee and it would just be one hit. And yeah. Die. Which was the balance for you not being able to use your guns. Yeah. So if somebody now, had a shotgun. You are on even you are on even ground if you're within hitting distance. Yeah. But now it's two or three hits and I, I don't see many people bringing this up. It, it used to be one hit kill because now if you pick up the ball of the flag, you're gimping your team by running the objective 
Yeah, and I've also heard uh, people complaining about the fact that the uh, shotguns, the shotgun still sucks. Uh, it's been nerfed too much, uh, like usual. Uh, it's you know like hitting somebody with fucking you know bunch of bag of like a like a bag of bird seed. Yeah, uh, it, it's kind of like setting off one of those uh, those party poppers yeah. and then throwing a handful of cotton candy at them. <laughs> Enjoy. I, I was playing with Brian last night. And uh, we both had an instance where we had to shoot somebody five times with a shotgun before it did any damage. And this is within actual shotgun range. So I there's a little bit of balance tweak here and there that still needs to happen. But I, they really need to come down on their uh, microtransaction prices because they're fucking ridiculous. Yeah, just out of hand. Supposedly that's under review. Yeah, supposedly they're going to fix that. They're going to look at uh, progression for uh, the season pass as well. They added something to that because it used to be you'd get 100 XP per round, 200 if you won. But they added a thing where it's you get 50 XP for uh, your daily of play one round, but yeah. it's infinitely repeatable. Okay. I don't know. I liked the the progression from Reach and Four better. You know, where if you did better, you'd level up quicker. Yeah, it, it's kind of frustrating when you go into Team Slayer and you just demolish the other team and you get two hundred. Yeah, and the guy who sat AFK for the entire time gets two hundred. Yeah. All so right. I I don't know why they're not looking at you know older releases that progression did well. And think, huh, maybe we should just do it like that. Right. I'm having a blast with it, though. It's I'm very excited for the campaign. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll have to check it out this weekend. Um, so listeners, last bit of uh, gaming news that I have is uh, Rockstar uh, finally addressed what was going on with GTA Trilogy. And uh, they came back and said, we're sorry. <laughs> Okay, well then, uh, then everything's fine. Thanks, Rockstar. You guys cleared it up, and uh, you know, uh, I'm so glad that the take the uh, head of Take Two was you know able to trash uh, other companies who had made awful uh, remakes in the past because uh, his comments aged so well when it came to yours. Uh, you know, Take Two sat there and said, "We're not just making uh, remakes." Uh, well, it seems like Rockstar is, and uh, it seems like Rockstar is making shitty ones just like uh, Activision Blizzard was. So um, you, you care to make a statement about that? Uh, no? You're still a gigantic piece of shit just like uh, most CEOs? Got it. Thanks. The <laughs> The funny part about all this is that they said they're sorry, and on top of that, they're bringing back uh, GTA uh, Trilogy onto the old school GTA Trilogy they're bringing that back to be available to, to purchase and play uh, specifically on their own launcher for PC. So hooray. Uh, never mind the fact that they still have cease and desist on certain mods for that trilogy. So uh, meanwhile, there are mods out there that have been proven time and time again that actually make the original GTA uh, trilogy look better on PC than the definitive edition and why is that oh it turns out that the definitive edition most of the things that were upgraded were upgraded by ai which uh ai can do wondrous things but uh apparently it's it's not a developer and you shouldn't use it as a developer because it's not a fucking developer and it has no quality control uh 
So good job with that, Rockstar. Way to utilize those systems and uh, to put good use out of it. And on top of that, they uh, made the definitive edition is specifically taken from the mobile versions, which we talked about last week. And uh, because of that, they're getting interesting uh, bugs that were available only on the mobile versions, like uh, cars wobbling back and forth and being able to make themselves wider and wider and wider and wider. So uh, they just take up the entire fucking road. <laughs> That's an interesting graphical glitch. What? Like, what What the fuck? Yeah, it's some Why? of the laziest shit I think I've ever seen. Yeah, just you're you're not you're not willing to take the time to upgrade your system you're willing to stop modders from making mods that make your old games look a thousand times better uh and then you don't even take the time yourself to even even implement the mods the the mods that the modders made or pay them to to implement that stuff into your definitive edition instead you implement ai that can't do the job that makes horrific looking fucking characters jesus christ some of the character models are just absolutely atrocious how the fuck that got passed by any qa yeah, cj's proves that you had no qa like holy shit that comparison shit, yeah was god damn fucking terrible you had the old one who looked more realistic than et which is what they turned her into like and just when i saw her like they showed her sitting down i was like i'll be right here like <laughs> Yeah, that's what she's going to do to CJ at the end of that movie or at the end of that game. Just Her finger's going to light up. She's going to poke him in the chest. And then he's going to kill it with fire. Uh, fuck, man. Like, I'm sorry. Your sorry is not good enough. Uh, I'm tired of getting the I'm sorry's from all of these developers and all these publishers <laughs> that are too fucking lazy to do their jobs. Yeah, quit yeah. being sorry and just do better. So uh, I, I don't accept your sorry anymore. I won't accept your sorry anymore. Uh, we would like, we said in the past, we would like to have developers that were a little more and publishers that were a little more upfront and honest and said they're sorry when they fuck up right away. But, you know, even fucking cyberpunk couldn't do that after they yeah. berated other, other companies for doing that. And they were supposed to be the saviors of the industry that we were looking for. And somebody who could stand up to the big guy and say, look, this is how you do things right. And we even fucking gave them credit for shit like that, listeners. And it turns out none of that was deserved. It turned out they were exactly like everyone else in the industry. And yep. they were willing to lie and, and cheat and steal to get your money any way they could. So your sorries are no longer welcome. Your sorries are no longer are no longer appreciated. We will not accept your sorries anymore. Uh, you wouldn't need to say sorry if you just did it right the first fucking time. It's just too fucking easy to do the right thing. But it's not profitable. So, yeah, it's not profitable if you do that. So moving on to reviews, unless you guys have anything else to cover this week. I got nothing. Yeah, I can't think of anything offhand. Now I get to say something that I've been wanting to say all podcast. Listeners. Fuck 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife was so freaking good. You have absolutely, if you're a fan of Ghostbusters, the franchise, you have got to go see the new one. It is so good. It is a the, the greatest love letter to fans I have ever seen. And 
while yes, it has a lot of nostalgia and it reuses reuses a lot of stuff from from the old Ghostbusters. It's that's fine. It's a well told story and it's a fun story, and that's what we want. That's what we need. And it's got great humor. It felt like I was watching Goonies and Monster Squad thrown into Ghostbusters, and it was so fucking good for that because it had the kids. It had the you know had wonderful child actors. Uh, that that's hard to do. Listeners, when a movie in, is entirely dependent on its child actors, that's something to go. Oh, I don't know, because there aren't that many tri- great child great child actors out there in the world. Stranger Things is uh, is a miracle in itself, and to have uh, actors come in that are just as good in quality come into this, fuck, this is going to be you know this is awesome, and I'm hoping it. Fr- I'm hoping this actually ha- lets them create the Ghost Corpse franchise that they wanted to create the universe of Ghostbusters that they were trying to build up and create with uh, 2016, which was just awful. Yeah. Yeah. It was, so, it was, it was fucking amazing. I thought it, I personally, I think the, uh, the nostalgia was really well balanced. Oh yeah. Um, you know, it, it, there's, there's a lot of reviews out there saying, you know, rely too much on it. Yeah. You know, I, I don't feel that way at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, they went through and made essentially uh, at least two brand new characters that I absolutely fucking loved throughout the entire movie. Yep. Uh, that really stole the fucking movie. Like, you know, you're used to Ghostbusters being a you know the four man team, and really, this one feels like a two man team. Yeah. And in the grand scheme of things, and and it doesn't hurt, get hurt because of it. Nope. So, uh, you know, feet. Uh, you have Phoebe and Podcast. They they carry that movie, and it was great. Yeah, a lot of a lot of good jokes. You know, I I would I would even potentially re-see it in theaters. Yeah, uh, this is one of the few times, and I haven't I haven't gone to see a movie uh, twice in theaters in a long time, yeah. or wanted to in a long time. I, I think this out is the first years. movie I saw since uh, you know everybody started freaking the fuck out. Yeah, listeners. Uh, this was absolutely worth the watch. I walked out of the theater and I sat there and said, I could actually watch this two or three more times and I would be completely okay with, with seeing it. It was, it was that good. Yeah. Um, One of the funny things I pointed out to, uh, Vargo and, uh, Loach yesterday was that, uh, <laughs> Xbox was doing a sale for Ghostbusters trilogy, conveniently leaving out the 2016 one. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that uh, is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it's to the point where 2016, they wish it, you know, we wish, they wish it had never happened. Yeah. And there's good reason, listeners. If you liked the 2016, that's fine. You're okay. It's okay to like that. It's okay to not like it too. Yeah. Uh, personally, as a fan of the Ghostbusters, and I love the first two films, um, this, this movie, 2016 was it was like being force fed uh sandpaper it was it was that dry it was not good it was not good humor uh miles and i literally multiple times looked at each other and went why like we could not believe people in the audience were laughing at anything yeah and there was i was like there's three good jokes yep in the entire fucking movie the whole movie and it was it was just the movie was awful like just the story and it starts out really strong which is unfortunate like it starts out yeah. really really strong 
and then immediately drops off into man bashing and terrible fucking humor and awful storytelling terrible villain it just wasn't good it was not a good movie and i sat there going i can't believe this got any kind of approval from any uh from, from anyone in hollywood let alone this this is supposed to be good according to critics and critic it just proved critics don't know shit uh you go to the where you as you go to this movie listeners if you're a fan of the originals and you grew up watching the the originals this movie hit me right in my six-year-old <laughs> yeah. my, my six-year-old self was like i am watching this as a kid again and there's so many great moments in the movie that it it felt so much like i was watching a movie that if i were a kid and had come across these things ghosts proton packs the ecto one like all that stuff it was it was like being a kid again and if yeah. i'd come across that stuff this is the kind of experience that i that i had hoped for Feels like the first time <laughs> yeah, it was it was just really well done. I'm yeah. hoping they do more with it and I really want to see where this goes. Uh especially with uh Phoebe's character. Yeah. Um it, it'd so, be kind of a it'd be kind of a loss to not continue with those characters. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I would be okay if they if they left it at, at this. It's a good good send-off. Yeah. Uh, but I would like to see more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And for all of those who are saying, well, you know, you're just anti-feminist uh, and you hate women and stuff like that. Hate to tell you this, but the main hero in this movie is a girl. So eat a gigantic pussy sandwich. Look pointed <laughs> out with the 2016 one. He was like, they just weren't weren't good characters. I was like, actually, the characters were fine. Was like, Individually. They just didn't. Yeah, they didn't have the chemistry and they didn't have the yeah. writing to support it. Yeah, they didn't have the chemistry. They didn't have the writing. That was really it. Yeah. Individually, each character is actually a likable character in the first one. Yeah, they just don't mesh well together, and that's the thing that that's the thing that was missing. You go back to the first Gus with Ghostbusters, and they're all individually good characters, but they all had fantastic chemistry, and they all went terrifically well together, and played off of each other so superbly that when you go into six two thousand sixteen, you see these great comedians, and you're like, man. These these actors, they actually have some good chops. They've got some good comedic chops. Like this should this should really work, and it really should have. It should have worked, listeners. It should have worked, and it was so bad. It was so badly written, and the jokes were so awful, and they couldn't play off of each other well enough for you to go. That was good. Instead, instead, the majority of the community went. That's terrible, and it had nothing to do with them being female characters. This brings that bring brings what 2016 should have had it brings that back it brings back what the originals had of you yeah. have characters that are individually good are individually likable are individually understandable as to why they like why any of them act the way they do and relatable and they play off each other really really well and it thankfully takes the takes the the shot of like okay the main story is these two people everyone else is kind of a player around them yeah yeah even paul rudd who i thought was going to take more of not really a center stage but you know more prominent role in the movie yeah really just just a fun support yeah yeah that's exactly it same thing with the uh kid from uh stranger things yeah yeah i thought yeah, he was going to be a, a little bit role. more prominent and you know while he's key he's he's not that key <laughs> yeah He's more, he's more of the support role. 
yeah. uh, in the in the movie. Uh, so listeners, if you go see this, and uh, we absolutely say it is a must-see in theaters. Uh, if you see it, make sure you stay through the credits. There's two after-credit scenes, uh, and one of them hopefully is going to lead to more of this. So uh, really looking forward to it. The the first after credit or the first the the mid credit scene is just hysterical and golden. Yeah, I was I was so happy to see that that cameo. Um, just a absolute joy to watch. So, um, moving on to anime, if you want, if we want to give a quick update on Tensura since that's finished, we can do a bigger discussion at a later date when Anderson finally catches up and we can all chat about it. But uh. Tensura was great. Has a really good has a really good season. I mean, the season this season two was fantastic. Uh, from the you know creation of a demon lord to the final fight, it <laughs> ends kind of awkwardly because it just ends, uh, and it does just end. It's got a you know to be continued on it, but uh, the whole the whole season was just a, a blast, and I really enjoyed it. It's, it's a definite watch. Vargo, real I, I quick. Was, uh, uh, <laughs> Loach messaged us. He goes, "Oh my god, oh my god, I'm going again and again and again." I fucking cried. That was a fucking Ghostbuster movie. I can't believe it. Thirty years I waited for this movie, and I finally got it. Oh my god, I cried like a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I, I like. I knew he would love it, so I'm, oh, I'm yeah. glad to hear it. But uh. Yeah, well, I look for I look forward to talking to him and geeking out over it. Uh, yeah, I thought uh, about fucking like, with him and being like, "Oh, it was terrible. Don't go fucking see it." It was like it's not going to matter. He's going to go see it regardless. Yeah, it, it <laughs> wouldn't matter. He would go see it regardless. Uh, and the thing is, is it's really hard to contain the amount of joy that you have from watching it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, but uh, you know. Tensura, you know, getting back to, to anime, Tensura was great. I really enjoyed it. I thought this season was even better than the first season. Listeners, if you haven't watched uh, that time I became, that time I got reincarnated as a slime, uh, it is definitely worth your time. It is definitely worth the watch. Even if you just want to pay for like, or if you can do a month of uh, uh, Funimation, it's worth the watch. It is Absolutely. really, really good. Yeah, um, I, I was hoping for a little more wrap up like it doesn't end oh yeah cliffhanger but yeah i was hoping just a little more uh just exploration on on the final episode but yeah it is what it is yeah, we, had, we had all that exposition and then the, actually the final episode at the end could have used a little bit of exposition yeah. uh you know between malim and you know a little more explanation as to why she made her choices the way she did and you know I would have liked to have seen her tell Raymaru that she was holding her punches while they were fighting because she is ludicrously powerful. Uh, and like you already know she's ludicrously powerful, but she's practically Saitama powerful in the in the anime. I mean, like fucking would she blow when she blew that hole through that fucking city and through the fucking mountain to the other mountain on the <laughs> other side the whole time when she did it, I was like, what and she like just fucking right. wow you're you're pretty strong <laughs> uh but uh yeah i mean it was really cool to see how they played off the you know the final uh, standoff in the at the end with the rimaru and 
listeners, I'm trying not to say say spoilers, but just to the way they they did it of showing off just how powerful Rimuru has become by the end of the season, and they give you kind of a grander sense of like the like not not to be fucked with that kind of whole idea. Yeah. Uh, and the, the you know the amount of times that they show like he's actually like he he's actually holding back, not wanting not wanting to let us you know one show show his hand or two show just how powerful he's become. Um. So I'm curious to know comparatively to Malim just how powerful he's, he's become, but I th- I think he's probably given how much he held back or he had to hold back for their little their little uh, encounter. He's probably, I think, he, I would have to say he's probably almost as powerful as she is. Probably. I think that would be an interesting fight. Um, especially after absorbing. I was like, I, he's got to be fucking just way up there. Um, I thought it was interesting that they kind of explored a little bit more of the, the Harlequin. Um, as the Har- the moderate Harlequin Alliance. Alliance. Yeah, moderate Har- Harlequin <laughs> Alliance. Weird name. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh they they explored a little bit more of that, getting into more of uh what they're about and uh didn't you know confirmed what everybody kind of saw uh coming as to who's involved, but didn't really explain or get into anything as to why that person is kind of introducing themselves uh, or inter interjecting themselves into this world and trying to control things in the, uh, from the sidelines. Be interesting to see when, when that comes about and what, what kind of, if any conflict conflict that brings to the table. Cause I think that person's going to have a big fucking wake up call. Yeah. Um, uh, it, when it comes down to things, it'll be interesting to see how the insane clown posse handles things here. <laughs> from here on out. <laughs> I, 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 I hate it. that group. Yeah, I do too. That's, <laughs> but but that's pretty. That is pretty fucking pretty fucking funny. That's the first thing I thought of. You, when you I can saw equate them. the two. Yeah, I mean, first thing I thought of when they popped up on screen, I was like, wow, they're just juggalos with magic. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I like season two a lot. I, I'll agree. It's better than season one. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a little exposition heavy and then oh, towards the end. Absolutely. Not enough at the very end. Yeah. yeah. So like they had, they had too much exposition where it was, where, where it was needed, where it was needed. Absolutely. Cause we got like five episodes in a row in the middle. And then you get up to the end where I wanted explanation and they're just like, Oh, here you go. To be and continued. To be continued. Like, oh, yeah. cool. Thanks. Like, all right, well, I guess we'll have to wait for the movie or, or whatever's <laughs> coming next. So there's, there's kind of interesting things going on in, in the background with that. But, uh, I'm wondering if, when, when the movie's actually going to supposed like supposed to actually launch it's supposed to be next year sometime, but, yeah. uh, there are, there are a lot of people who are also saying that they're also looking at coming out with the, the third season next year. And I'm like, that's fast. That's fast for an anime. That is very, very quick turnaround on that. Uh, so we'll see. Um, Hopefully the uh, the drop in quality, which quality dropped about halfway through the season and never came back. So I'm yeah. hoping that the budget that they saved on that quality drop is either going towards season three or the movie. Yeah. Because it was pretty fucking bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was... I laughed my ass off at the, the snake scoot 
animation. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Um, I, I love how they, uh, and I brought this up in the episode that happened, they, they half-assed that, but then they added, like, a ton of extra frames on the titty jiggle when she got to where right. she was going. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I know what your priorities are here. All right. Yeah. Uh, Miles and I are still watching banished as that, as that's coming out, uh, banished from the hero's party. I chose to live a light or a quiet life in the countryside. I think that's what it's called. Forgive me listeners. If I get that wrong, but I just call it banished now because that long, that title is too fucking long. Um, but uh, we've been enjoying that. That's actually a fun show and looking forward to seeing how that all plays out and uh, some of the uh, interesting uh, past to some of the characters. So um, I'm also waiting to see if the latest episode of uh, the detective is already dead uh, has a dub because usually I've noticed their, their episodes are kind of like you watch two episodes at a time uh, to get the full story. So I'm waiting now for two episodes at a time so i can watch through the first through those two so i can get the story done for that segment yeah i started realizing that i think about episode three yeah um that one's still pretty interesting yeah absolutely um so we're still going through that uh miles and i started a a couple of comedies one called gamers which uh so far is interesting only gotten two episodes into that we've also watched uh what's the other one called uh, Chio, Chio School Road, something like that. School Road, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, that is a weird <laughs> uh show that is it's very funny, but yeah, it's kind uh, of akin to my ordinary life. Yeah, but you know, not not quite that level of uh, ridiculousness. Yeah, there there are moments in that that there should have been a gigantic explosion and the entire yeah. city is destroyed briefly. Uh, there's a there's a couple times a when it times, gets so. kind of close to uncomfortably inappropriate. Yeah, it's just inappropriate uh, humor and not to the point where it's funny. It's just kind of eh, it's it's yeah. almost cringy. Yeah, um, it hasn't been enough for us to turn it off because there's been enough funny parts to uh, just, you know, dispersed throughout the episodes. So be uh looking forward to i think we have two episodes left of that to finish up and we'll give you guys our final verdict on that uh just this morning we watched uh psych three this is gus yes uh it was great you know it's it's you know full of fun and laughs just like all of the rest of psych yep um does kind of end kind of i don't want to really say half-assed but it feels kind of half-assed it just ends listeners. It's yeah. just the, it's, it's just an ending. It just ends. Yeah, and I you're mean, kind of, ex- as a fan, you're kind of expecting a little bit extra. Yeah. I mean, you get end. a little bit at the end of the credits to kind of yeah. allude to the next one. I mean, they, they've come out and said that they're, they're going to keep making these so long as people keep watching them. Yep. Um, so I'm hoping that because of the way they kind of in ended, how they ended this particular movie that they're kind of like, hedging content for the next release that way they can roll these out maybe a little bit quicker yeah um which would be great you know as long as the uh the quality doesn't falter too bad still no despero yeah still <laughs> still no despero i kind of i'm really hoping he shows up at some point yeah um 
they did a really good job of poking fun at themselves or poking fun at the, uh, the network peacock uh, yeah. for streaming. Um, that was funny as hell. Even USA, even USA. Yeah. Yeah. USA, the uh, network watches since 2014, but just listeners, if you don't know, that's when the show uh, went off the air. Yeah. Uh, so that was, uh, <laughs> that was very funny. Laughed our asses off at that. There was a lot of really good jokes, a lot of, excellent chemistry you know chemistry jokes between the two of them it's still you know they still got it obviously yeah so that that hasn't been you know that hasn't been lost um yeah i signed up for a month of the premium specifically in hopes that i wouldn't see any ads i didn't get any ads uh whether or not that's because of the premium or not i don't know yeah i got an ad at the beginning i got a two minute ad yeah see i didn't even get that before i started watching and are you, what's weird is I'm supposed to be premium, but I'm not premium. Uh, premium. That's what I meant. Premium plus or yeah, whatever it is. The, the premium yeah. plus, whatever they're, they're So premium plus looks like you don't get any ads, period, for that particular um, program. Yeah. And whereas whereas uh, yours got you the intro yeah. one. So pre- premium, you still get the intro one, which is two minutes, but they did not interrupt the rest of the movie. Thankfully, you just have to sit yeah. through the two minutes of commercials at the beginning. Yeah, I was a little uh, concerned because even the premium plus says, you know, th- this isn't applicable to all their their shows and movies. Yep. They still give you ads. I'm like, that's fucking horseshit. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, man, that that would be an angry email, because if oh, I yeah. read somewhere that says, yeah. if you pay me this, you won't get ads. And yeah. then it says, no, we'll still give you ads. Then you're lying to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, you'll, you'll be 98 percent ad free. Yeah, that's that's not ad free. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird, weird deal uh, with yeah. them. I don't know if it's just how they how they work out their shows, like that they run from things that aren't owned directly by them or what. But it it definitely uh, definitely makes you go, come on, guys. Uh, after this, I'm still going to drop it down so that's just the free. <laughs> oh, I know, I get it. Uh, you know, it's it's really one of those things of like. Yeah. You, you only want to pay for it when you want, when you need to something. So uh, hopefully I can, hopefully we can buy, uh, we'll, we'll be able to buy this movie. Well, I, I still haven't seen if I still haven't seen psych Two show up for, for, for Bible for streaming. I don't know if they're just holding on to that or not, but uh, hopefully the they'll eventually release them because I have the entire site collection on streaming. And I also have, or for the show and I also have the move, the first movie, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it's definitely worth the watch listeners is worth, you know, I'd say it's worth at least, uh, you know, the month subscription, uh, and canceling after that, just to see the, the film without commercials and, and watch it all the way through. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I just, yeah, if you're uh, a psych fan, you're going to have fun. Yeah. If you're, if you're a psycho, watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find the pineapple though. I kept looking for it. Yeah, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't recognize either. So I'm gonna have to watch it again and see if uh, see if I can spot it. Uh, yeah, and uh, Timothy Oliphant, um, he uh, he's back and he did a good job. You could definitely tell that uh, he's still going through recovery and and all that stuff. And they did a good job of playing that off as uh, as part of it because that's how they you know the last movie was uh, dealt with that and uh, they. Uh, 
I thought, you know, I thought they had a good, they had a really good heartwarming moment between him and uh, Henry uh, of just yeah. like how it, you know, this might, well, this might affect his, his career. His career is not his life. And uh, yeah. it was good. So I'm, and, and that's really where, like, where kind of the ending kind of wraps up listeners where we were kind of hoping that we were going to get a little bit more from, from him on that of like where, where he's going to go or how he's going to end up. But uh, perhaps they're just waiting to see in the fourth film, like how his recovery continues to go and how he he's doing by the fourth film to know where they're going to take that. So uh, maybe that's why it just kind of ends, but watch it through the credits. There's still a little bit more to go and it's definitely leading towards the fourth film and I'm hoping that can come out, you know, sooner rather than later. I hate having to have the, the long waits between the, the projects. Yeah. So that's why I say I'm, I'm hoping they're just hedging content to like, yeah. all right, let's get a jump on four. Yeah. So, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I think that's all we have for this week, unless you guys have anything else to bring up uh, reviews wise or. Uh, I downloaded uh Bay tactics. It's one of the newest game pass games. Yeah. Good, good tactics game. Uh, apparently came out on steam. Like, I don't know, X amount of years ago. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, nothing, nothing really special about it, other than there's a little bit more uh, customization with uh, deployables and gear and uh, character traits than you get in some tactics games. Okay. So, nice, simple art style. I'm digging it. Really quick, listeners, we're not going to be recording this week. Just wanted to let you know before we do the sign off. And let you know, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We hope you have a great week and we will see you guys next time. Listeners, thank you for listening to us. We really do appreciate it. Please go on Facebook, like us on Facebook. If you want to get rid of your social media, we highly recommend it because it's probably going to be better for you just overall. If your friends wonder why you dropped off, you can just tell them, look, I'd rather just talk to you guys in person. I love you guys. And this is the way our friendship should be, not based off of a computer and on social media where you guys can just say whatever the fuck you want and piss each other off without hearing each other's tone or actually just having a conversation. Just saying. Tell your friends about us. It's pretty much the only way we get around. This is Vargo. This is Josiah. And Miles. Keep on geeking on. And we're out.
afraid of no games Can't hear 